Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me, and, as always, my very, very good friend, Kyron Morrison. How are you doing? Good, sir? Uh, pretty good. I'm pretty good. That's, I mean, that's not, like, I'm okay. I'm alive. Okay. I'm still alive. Yeah, yeah, that's about how I'm feeling this week. It's like, yeah. <laughs> It's been a rough, mine, rough weekend, mine was but, self-inflicted, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. But uh, yours seemed like a lot more fun in the, in, in the process. Yeah, initially. <laughs> Let me just say that I learned a very important lesson about mixing rum, mm-hmm. Sambuca, Ooh. and tequila. Oh, nah. The first two, I was like, yeah, okay. That was the tequila that tipped me over the edge. It's always the tequila, man. Me and tequila are not friends, yeah. I don't think oh. tequila has any actual friends. There's a, Poor, short I feel story, sorry for it. Short story about tequila. Uh, I, I work at like a, a like a bowling bar, and um, we have a group uh, every Thursday. We have like four dollar shots, basically like four dollar basic spirits all night. So you can have shots or mixed or whatever. Um, we have a group that come in that we they are affectionately known as the tequila crew, like oh, because God. they go through. I think one night when I worked on a Thursday, they went through. And there's anywhere between like maybe like eight to sixteen of them at a time. Um, they went through, I think, three or four bottles of tequila. Oh they my went god! Th- I sold them a bottle of tequila. Like I put it all into shots, and they were like, yeah, just we'll have the bottle. Just figure out how many shots that is, and that's how much we'll pay. And we're like, I, yep. And it <laughs> is, it is. I know there's not much. No, there's not really such a thing as good tequila, but. It was not good tequila. It's like mm. it's it's like basic. It is that basic spirit. So oof, rough stuff. Every time I smell it, I'm just like, Egh. it's it's not good. It's just no. not good. It's not fun. It's not fun. No, I anyway, had good, apart from that, I, I had a good start to my weekend, and then it sort of all progressively went downhill from there. But the good start was I went to a concert, and it was fun. Uh, I went and saw Twenty One Pilots with my wife, and it was fucking awesome one of the best shows i've ever been to easily hands down and i've been to a lot um they played no. for two hours they played for two hours they didn't do an encore they just played start to finish they crammed so many songs in there they did like little bits and pieces of songs and mashed them up and they they appeared at different places around the arena it was at rod laver arena and they like they pop they disappear on stage and then pop up about five rows away from us at one point that was insane um they walked out or stood out or played drums on top of the crowd about four times. It was just awesome. Um, so if you if you like if you like any of their music, if you heard it and you're like, yeah, I quite like Twenty One Pilots. Anytime that next time they're in town, go and see them. Like I cannot stress it enough. They are totally worth the money you will spend on it. Um, but yeah, that was that was the start of my awesome, like not so great weekend. But yeah, it was a good start. But. Have you been playing any games, Kyron? I actually have been, Joel. Yeah? Yeah, it's been a busy week. <laughs> yeah, I, it has not for me. It has not. Uh, I've played. I've only played like one new thing that I haven't spoken about, so... Yeah, I mean, two, two of my things are new. One I will be revisiting because I've had more time with it, and I've my opinion is slowly improving of it. Yep. Right. All right, well, who wants to go first? Um, ah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take over. I'll, You'll take it? I'll dive in first. Great. So, so the one I'll be going back to is, of course, Mass Effect Andromeda. Right. Yeah, I can I've, chime in on this one as well. 
<laughs> I've had I've had time to spend like another probably fifteen or so hours with it in the past week, right? And uh, it's been all predominantly single player, okay. and I am I am warming up to a lot of the game, not so much character wise yet. Story is mm. not really knocking me off my feet, but mm. the gameplay minute to minute is sort of fun, and I feel like the best writing in that game is it, like localized entirely on the little crew communications uh, board. Yeah, in, that's in true. Actually, that's really funny. All those there's little emails and stuff. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff. Um, I've not been playing Mass Effect, um, and not because I'm like, no, I don't want to play it. Like, I've honestly, like, I'd wake up. I'd have a day off or something like that. I had like three days off in a row and I was like, I'm gonna get up, I might play some, I'll put around the house, do some housework, then I might uh, might play some Mass Effect. And I've played it maybe twice in the last week. Um, Look, yeah, you were saying the minute-to-minute gameplay is really good. It's just that there are a lot of minutes between those minute-to-minute gameplay sections, I feel. It's true. Um, that that comes from like the more open nature of the game. Yeah, yeah, and that's all well and good, but like it's all well and good to have a, an open world game. But if you don't, it, I don't know. I don't feel. I don't feel driven to go and do any of the stuff that they've given me. I don't feel excited to get back and hang out with, like you said, those characters. Like PB is the only character I'm vaguely really interested in at the moment, just because I like her. She's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it's, I was talking, I was talking with actually your housemates last night about this online, um, after I had a couple of views, but it was, it's strange, like, everyone you talk to that's, that's persevered with the game and sort of stuck with it has said, it's like, yeah, it does, it gets really great, like, you know, I'm starting to warm up to it the more I play it, and I'm like, yeah, it's all well and good, but how many hours have you played so far? And it's like, oh, 30, 40, and it's like... After the year we've had this year, like any other year, I would have been like, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. It's the type of game that you need to sort of warm into because it's an RPG. You've got to get to know all the mechanics and all the, the bits of lore and stuff, especially because it's a new sort of spin-off in this franchise. Um, but after this year where we've had games that are like our open world and our big sort of big name RPGs, but don't take as long to get you sort of settled in the in, in the the veins of the game so i don't know it's just I'm, i i i try to be I, I as most of you probably understand and, and and can tell that with most things I, I try to be really positive and i'm usually really positive with a lot of things so i don't know but it's, it's just not it's just not doing it for me and it sucks because i want it to i really want it to and it's just not grabbing me like it should but I mean, that's me. I know a lot of people who are enjoying it. A lot of our friends are enjoying it. You said you're enjoying it, so... Yeah, it's definitely definitely something I've noticed. And I don't... I'm not going to come here and say, hey, Mass Effect Andromeda is incredible, because it's not. And there are definitely... <laughs> but def- there's definitely plenty of issues with it. Bugs alone... Like, I was having yeah. a conversation... I talked to Vetra, Veturian, mm-hmm. in, the, in the crew room, and the game... Because she had, like, uh, dialogue specifically for me, like a quest, essentially, I think it was. Okay. But you you get that when you talk to her in her quarters. So I talked to her, and the game ripped me from where I was standing and moved me to her quarters. (laughs) 
in the glitchiest way possible. And then oh. I went to leave. I went to leave the room from that conversation, and then she gave me the quest, and I was like, okay, cool. All right, this, is, this is fine. And my housemate Brendan, who you spoke of earlier, yes. was playing it last. Oh, not, maybe not not last night, but not before. And he had a glitch where, like, he was talking to Drac, but there was two Dracs. And oh, okay, yeah, it was kind of weird. Basically, it felt like he he approached Drac to talk to him. So the game was like, "Cool, we'll trigger his conversation model," and but we can but just forgot to clear his like world model. So there was just two Drax just in this in the room. It was terrifying. Oh my god! Oh my god! So yeah, speaking it's... of bugs and your housemate as well, I I, I did jump in and play a bit more ma- uh, multiplayer last night. Um, and after my first two matches that I played, like when the game came out, where I played two matches and I got hard crashed to the um, cross media bar both times. It's rough. Um, it sort of to say I, I had a sour taste left in my mouth was an understatement, but. I jumped in again last night, and at first it was wasn't too bad. It was a little laggy, um, and then we had one particular round that was just it was it was for lack of a better word, it was garbage. Like it was unplayable. Like I didn't know where I was most of the time. I didn't know what I was shooting at. You'd kill an enemy, and it wouldn't disappear, and it could sometimes still fire upon you. It was really bad. Like some of the worst, and I don't know if it's again because I've been spoiled by online experiences like Overwatch, where it's, you know, you get a bit of lag every now and then, but lag... I I have had some bad Overwatch matches. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this was worse. Much worse. Because this was for the whole, the whole game, like, round, basically. The whole, the whole, however many ways we survived. I mean, that's fair. I would probably be more forgiving of it because it's PvE. Like, I get yep. furious at poor connections in Overwatch because I'm like, no, I'm trying to win against other humans and if you're shit, you're shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But it's just, yeah, like, this was this was just, like, a, a garbled mess and, I, you know, really not good. But, look, I, look, I'm not saying that if you like, if you're enjoying Mass Effect Andromeda that you're a bad person or anything like that. Like, I, I by all means, enjoy it. I'm just, I don't think I am. I think I've come to the conclusion that I'm not enjoying that game as much as I should. I I get to like have I have like moments where it's like a really good like story beat or something like that and I'm like, "Oh, this is really cool." And then it's like, "Oh, back to scanning minerals and driving around in the Nomad and I'm figuring out where I'm supposed to go and can I drive up that Oh, no, I can't drive up the cliff. I've got to drive all the way around." All right, cool. Um which is fine because it's open world and it's exploration and stuff, but I just don't have the drive to go and explore these these places yeah i personally i i do see where you're coming from but i'm again more forgiving because i'm so glad the open world's back because as much fun as mass effect 2 and 3 were holy shit was their gameplay like when you boil it down to it really boring yeah it's true yeah it was very linear very linear Mm. So I, I do welcome the exploration back. I think they're still sort of getting better at it. But, but that's the thing, though, with Mass Effect 2 and 3, the, 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 good, the best parts of those games were the relationships you had with those characters. So it's oh, like yeah. they neglected the open world stuff for the relationships, which is the stuff I remembered more. So I, I don't know. Um, I've had some pretty it, good interactions, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. Like, it's... Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll go back to it later on 
but at this stage, I don't see myself doing so, to be honest. Unfortunately, I really, it actually, it makes me sad to say that because I really want to, I really want to be into it, but I'm just, I'm just not. See, I'm, I'm like the opposite because of how much hatred I direct at Mass Effect 3 at regular intervals in my life. Right. I'm surprised that I don't loathe this game. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I think, I, I think just in the back of my mind, I keep saying, it's like, oh, yeah, but. Persona Five's next week, Joel. It's like less than a week. Like it kept, I kept. That was honestly the thought, the train of thought that I would go through is like, I should play some Mass Effect. It's like, yeah, but you can get into that, or you could just wait a week and play like a JRPG that's really going to engross, engross you and suck you in. And I'm like, yeah, I really want to do that. Really want to do that. So I don't know. Good times. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like good times. Oh boy. Anyway, I won't interrupt you about with what you've been playing anymore. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Like that was that was one we could both talk about because the yeah. next two you have not played. I have not. No. So last weekend, Nintendo ran their basically, I guess, their server test. Really, for yeah, Splatoon yeah, the two test. Yeah, yeah, Splatoon two global test fire. So I, I checked out a couple of sessions. Holy shit! Like, I mean, the game is essentially still a lot like Splatoon one. But if that just it just is just still so much fun though. But that's the thing though, like you know, Splatoon did relatively well on the Wii U, but for the Wii U, like it's not not many people bought Wii U's as was mm. evident by the sales numbers. But so for them to just essentially go, this is number two. It, it's a little shitty for like people who played it originally, but like also it's not because people who played it originally usually loved it. And it's like yeah. more Splatoon, so and the fact that you can play it portable and things as well. Yeah, the but, portable um, aspect is really good, and the new weapon kit they added, like the little, yeah. the dual guns. Yeah, dual splatties or something. Yeah, they're called. Yeah, had so much fun using them. It was like I can't properly put into words how satisfying it was, because basically they've got an ability where you can do like a dodge in a certain in a direction that you move the stick. Yep. And um, just using that to dodge around splat rollers feels good. Because <laughs> obviously splat rollers are like, I'm going to roll you down. I'm like, nah, dodge around behind you, shoot you in the back, I win. If you knew how to use a splat roller pretty efficiently, like they, they, were, they were OP. They were pretty yeah. broken. Like, um, but yeah, it's cool. Like, I mean, for, for them to, like Splatoon 2, I hope it does really well. I'm sure it will because it'll be another game to sort of showcase the switch and because i mean the sales numbers came out wasn't it like in the last in the same four week period that the ps4 had that the switch is basically sold about the same in japan yeah which which is interesting because it's it's important i think to note that japan's been a bit weird with home consoles as of late yeah exactly so obviously the switch is perfect for them because they like Mm -hmm. their games mobile that's why the vita does so well over there that's why the 3ds does so well over there oh god yeah so and mobile games as well like yeah exactly so it absolutely like nintendo clearly was like yeah we're gonna go portable it's gonna be fine guys don't worry yeah exactly so i think yeah getting getting splatoon into the hands of people who might not have played splatoon is a good thing it sold like i think i think there were stats like that it sold relatively well because of the splatoon test fire basically like people were picking it up to try oh wow that's awesome it did because it had good opening week sales but I yep. think there was another spike, like, the week before. Yeah. 
the test fire because again japan loves splatoon yep so but yeah the test fire for two was really good the dual guns were incredibly fun and they added just enough new like a new variety to the gameplay to keep it going yep. again minute to minute it's still so colorful the worlds are engaging yeah. to have fun with and just covering everything in paint never stops being fun yeah, uh, and the maps were always fun to, to, to traverse around. Like, like, you know, now you're a kid, now you're a squid is always yeah, fun. Exactly. It's always fun to be a squid and a kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, And it, it is it is fun to do because, like, you know, you go into so squid sw- form and, like, swim through the, the ink and then pop out and, like, blast someone and then back into the ink. And it's, it's yeah, once you nail that, that, that system, especially for the setup that you're comfortable with playing, it's really, really, really fun and satisfying. Yeah, so definitely keen for more Splatoon 2. I hope there's another test fire in the future because... No, I hope so too because I completely forgot about it and I, I had work <laughs> and a birthday party and stuff to go do. So I was, yeah, completely missed out. Yeah, I missed out on nearly all of them, but it was like a one session on Sunday I got into. Yeah, that was the one I was able, I would have been able to get into and then I, I didn't end up doing it. So I was like, fuck. And plus also got to just chill out to some new Splatoon music and that's always a good time. Oh, yeah. Some soundtrack. It was the name of the soundtrack. It makes me so happy. Splatoons. So happy. It's the best uh, thing. But last of all, Joel. Yes, Kyron. Last of all, I've been I haven't finished it yet. Mm-hmm. I've been chipping away at what could possibly be my last Dark Souls experience for a long time. Yes. I, I haven't spoken to you about this at all. From software released The Ringed City this week mm. for, for Dark Souls 3. So I've been sinking my teeth into that, and it's so bittersweet because you can tell it is sort of like, it feels like a culmination of, of just the, the lore. Um, and I'm I'm loving it so much, but I'm so sad it's going to end. And yep. I'll be like, oh, Dark Souls 4, please? Please? <laughs> It's not sounding like it. It's not sounding like From it. All it reports that I've heard, yeah, it's not sounding like it. It's sad that. Oh, well, I mean, like there'll be other there'll be other developers that carry on the Soulsborne legacy, but they're not they're not the best in the biz like FromSoft. Yeah, no. But uh, no. Well, thoughts, impressions, uh, anything yeah, you don't want love to, it. Yeah. So, I. Whoa. Suddenly, I started having got some music on my computer. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it just kicked in. I'm, must have been like it, had, it must have been one of the little tabs I've got open to keep track of the news and stuff. Oh, uh, I hate, I hate that. But anyway, oh, it's so annoying. Like when you when I first for starters, the DLC was thankfully super easy to get to this time. Like you had, oh, okay. you had two options basically. The option because the first option I saw scared me because it was like, hey, you have to at least be like at the last boss of the game. And I was like, okay. huh, my character is not that far in New Game Plus Plus Plus. But then there was another way where you can access it if you finish the first DLC. So that was handy. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you, you kind of wander in and it's it's set around the amazing part of Dark Souls 3, which I was always curious about, which is the essentially where the world's collapsing in on itself. Oh, right. Because again, like based on what we know about Dark Souls and looping for the linking of a flame, like that world is just is fucked. <laughs> it's toast. Yeah, it's it is, it's mm. done. It's it yep. can't it can't take it anymore. Nope. And there's so many things listed throughout the DLC that are just nods. Some some of them are less obvious. Like maybe it's a piece of gear, 
where you're like, hang on, that that sounds familiar. Like, I don't know, there's a some Dragon Slayer armor, which people are pretty confident belongs to the actual original Ornstein from Dark Souls 1. Oh, wow. Um, and it just, it sort of tells the story. It would it would lead us to believe that he came into this area because like there's a dra- there's one last dragon here that he would come to, to, to slay because he he's the dragon slayer. Yeah. Uh, and that one's, that one's a bit vaguer, but then there are obvious ones like the entire first chunk of the DLC is literally a ruined area from Dark Souls 2. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's the um the poison place, I forget its name. With, oh, the, with the windmill and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah, so it's like a there. ruined version of that. And it was it's a, it's just... It's always fun to explore new Dark Souls content and fight new horrible enemies. Yeah. And, yeah, so I've beaten one boss who was the... He's the demon prince. He was intimidating. Because uh, basically, when you trigger him, you drop down this, through this huge pit and you land in the center and then two health bars pop up. Oh and God. so it's, I think it's demon from below and demon in pain just uh, come at you and you're like, ah, two bosses. No, oh, no, <laughs> no, please. Um, so that was initially uh, pretty intense. I ended up summoning for help because fuck it. Like I, I yep. love the challenge of dark souls, but again, with persona so close, like I just, I also want to finish it and I don't feel like it's cheating because it's in the game. So screw you if you do. Uh, no, it's, it's it's yeah, it's part of the game. I exactly, agree. and I still enjoy it, and I'll still I'll go back and do it like that proper way in air quotes at some point. But the yep. time is tight right now. Yeah, exactly. It's tight. Yeah, we've got we're we're on, we're on very very tight schedules. And the schedule I is basically packed. I basically wasted a week by not playing anything. <laughs> <laughs> when I had a perfectly capable game I could have played, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so as far as the bar for bosses go, like oh, in my face is definitely a good word to describe it and the dlc the bosses in like any of the soulsborne dlcs have always had like memorable bosses in them like oh yeah like i never got to it but i i know and have seen bits of the lady maria fight from lady maria is my favorite boss fight in bloodborne yeah and i'm i need to i need to play it I just need to get through the first area. Give me a reason to install Bloodborne again. I dare you. Yeah. Look, hey, when we've got a drought and like we, we, we've played Horizon and we've played whatever yeah. else we need. Near Automata. Automata. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. Like when we've got that gap, <laughs> definitely. I'm I'm super keen to go back to it. Yeah. I want to go back and... and I want you to see Lady that. Maria. Like, oh, such a good boss fight. Yeah. Maria. I want to... I've, I've seen bits and pieces, but I want to... Yeah. I want to get, get down and dirty with her. For lack uh, of better words. The next, the, the boss I'm currently up to in Dark Souls 3 is very interesting, and it's also sort of like a cool nod to the old monk in Demon Souls. And okay. basically, you enter the boss room, and another player gets summoned as the boss enemy. Oh, what? Yeah. So, when I first encountered this, I was watching my housemate play. He, like, he dropped his summon sign, so I could like pick him up to bring him into my world. But he dropped it and got ripped from his game and thrown into this fight, and he had no idea what was going on. Oh. He was being attacked by heaps of people, and we were like, "What? what, is this a PvP thing? And then we noticed that the health of the boss spot on the bottom was going down as he was getting hit, and he was actually playing as the boss. And That's awesome. It was very cool. And again, I think, I think the only other time I've done that really was the old monk in Demon's Souls. 
And it's also very hit and miss. Like, as Australians, sometimes our internet isn't great for PvP stuff in Dark Souls. Uh, read all the times. It's not yeah, very good. Like, there's some bad moments there. It's like the one time I won a, a PvP fight in Dark Souls 3 was because of lag, and it was <laughs> in my favour, and I was very, very, very... I was I was laughing, but I was also feeling very bad for the person I was playing against because it was just not fair. Yeah, it um, happens sometimes, but the idea of it is very cool, and we tr- we tried doing it uh, where we fight them, and we just got I got mashed against this player who just wrecked me. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to have a boss fight be like beat this player. I'm like no, but. I don't think I'm very good at Dark Souls at that level. I can beat AI, but being players exactly, is trickier. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, to have to have PvP as part of, like, the, the next thing you need to do to progress in yeah. the story is crazy. That's awesome. So, I mean, I'm sure there was a way in Demon's Souls, if you played it offline, it does have a boss there. But I, I don't want to beat Dark Souls 3 like that. I don't want to do it properly. So I, I yeah. will bash my head against that boss. And then there's still a dragon I'm going to go kill, and I've got no idea where that is. Oh, but God. I'm excited. Uh, I haven't found the amazing uh, two-handed shield yet. I'm still scouring over the map for that. But just it's just satisfying. The DLC is good. I'm going to yep. be so sad when it's over because I just want more Dark Souls. I know I know From Software is probably a bit burnt out. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I still want more. <laughs> I want to see what they do next. I really do. I want to see what they, what, they can, what they can pull out. I'm excited to see what they pull out, actually. Really cool. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I mean, if it, as long as it's not another armored core, because I've never really cared for that series. Yep. I would I'll... like to see them do something like, like cyberpunky or like, like futuristicy kind of thing. I'd I'd be down for that. I mean, armored core sort of is that with the mechs and yeah, all. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's what? true. But maybe we'll not see. mech combat. Maybe like, like androids or something. I don't know. It's I don't know, like with with the surge coming out in May. That's true. I think that's what I want, but I want the surge to be good. And I, yeah. I just I don't. From what I heard about you guys talking about Laws of the Fallen, it's probably not. But I really want it to be good because it looks good. I mean, may, maybe they've gotten better. But the biggest problem with Lords of the Fallen was it saw what made Dark Souls popular and was like, "Hey, cool, we'll do that." But it just feels like there were so many finer points that it just didn't acknowledge. And that's right. and you can and that that's what sets it apart. So when I when I play Neo, I'm like, okay, you guys know what makes Dark Souls tick, but also you know there are small things that are also important to get right, and it doesn't feel like Lords of the Fallen did that. So that's right. why I'm concerned about the surge. I don't know. Like maybe yeah. they've gotten a bit better. Obviously I'm not gonna have time to play it straight away, but like it is something that is on my radar and I'm gonna wait and see about what, what people are saying about it when it comes out. But that last trailer that got released for it, the harder, stronger, faster one. I haven't even watched them, honestly. I watched it's it. a really good trailer. Like regardless of what you like your your you know, what what you got in your mind about what the game's gonna be at, it is a really cool trailer. It's got really good music in it. This the music in it was awesome. That's what that's what sold me on it weirdly. Um but yeah it looks like a lot of fun. So I I'd like it to be good but I feel bad because if I play it, if I play a new Soulsborne sort of game, it 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 should know what it's getting judged against. Oh yeah, and, and like there's bef- a high standards to meet. Yeah, and like even for someone like me, like you know, prior to what two years ago, I probably would have been like, "Oh, this game's hard. I can't play that. I'm not going to enjoy it." But now I'm like, "Oh." I get it. I want to play those games, but also I can see the things that you're talking about, especially when it comes to combat. Like, 
you can you can see games that are trying to do like like that quick dash around and like you know really aggressive like uh, combat, and I'm like, yeah, but you've really got to try and get that 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 nail on the head. And I think yeah. Hyperlight Drifter was Hyperlight Drifter was the best example of like maybe like the closest thing I played to Bloodborne. Really, I honestly think of... you would enjoy some aspects of Neo in that sense. Yeah, I. It's a game I really would like to play, but I just, I again, I was very intimidated by the playtime from what I heard. So it's I was like, it's long. I honestly, I gave up on it. I just don't have time for it. So yeah, if it was a bit shorter, I would have, I would have been like, yep, cool, I'm in. But I just like hearing people go, yeah, it's ninety hours. I'm like, mm, okay, really? All right, I because I I like playing through like. And I probably spent quite a lot of time playing Bloodborne and, and things like that, but I don't know if I would have got to 90. Oh, maybe actually. I don't know. I think even like, I think even my Bloodborne was maybe just over 90. Yeah. So that- I'm, I probably would have been a little bit less than that, but I can't even remember. But like, I, I feel like any longer, I was, I, by the time I finished that game, I was like, yes, okay. I am, I am complete with this game. I can put it down. My heart rate can rest again. But Joel, you didn't even venture into the Chalice Dungeons. I know I didn't. I know I didn't, Kyron. I really want... I really should. The horrors that await down there. God. <sighs> that game just made me feel so uncomfortable. Anyway. Uh, cool. It, so it sounds, sounds good? Yeah, no, definitely. Again, if if you own Dark Souls 3 and for some reason are like, ah, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get the DLC. Get the DLC. It's fun. Yeah. And Chances are, if you still own Dark Souls Three, you've probably already you, got the you DLC probably have finished well. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, uh, grab hold of that Dark Souls and never let go, because who knows when it'll surface again. Cherish it. But, Enjoy uh, it. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been playing. Really cool. Sounds good. You had a, you had a busy week. You, I, I, I've always been. I've had the busy weeks the last couple of weeks, and it's nice to sort of sit back and listen to you, sort of. Go buck wild on the on the games. It's good. It's yeah. I mean, when when uh when a Dark Souls DLC comes out, that's obviously going to get a lot of my time. Oh yeah. And I'm still chipping away at Mass Effect, and Splatoon Two was also a fun thing to check out. Yeah. It'll be a, a lot slimmer in the coming weeks. I feel. Oh yeah. No. I, this, this should we should probably put a warning at the moment. Like you know, from this moment forward, like like weeks following. Uh, episodes following this one, it's gonna get pretty Persona heavy. We're just so gonna if, change our what we've been playing to how much Persona have you done? Yeah, this week in Persona Five. Yeah, this, yeah, this week in be, Persona yeah. Five, we'll do that. I think, that. I think we should do that. Yeah, this week in Persona Five, we'll do our new our new segment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if you're not a fan of Persona, then why are you still listening to us? I, I, you have you're a sucker for punishment if you like listening to us and not a fan of Persona. Um, but yeah, just you have been warned. It's going to get pretty thick and fast in the next few weeks. Also, how could you resist Persona? Oh, I know. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, boy. I'm actually going to record something Persona-related this week on the day that Persona 5 comes out. Hopefully, yeah. if all things go well. and When Persona yeah. comes out, like, I'm getting my copy. I'm mm-hmm. coming home. I'm mm-hmm. closing the door. I'm closing yep. the curtains. I'm turning off the lights. I'm plugging in a pair of headphones because I want to hear that music straight in my oh, ears. Oh, and I am just—I'm out. I'm done. Don't even try to yep. contact me because I won't that, respond. 
see, this is the funny thing. The persona-related thing that I'm going to be doing on that Tuesday is literally down the road from your house, and I'm not even going to bother coming and saying hi. because no, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> for, two, for two reasons. One, you're going to be incontactable. Uh, and two, I don't want to be spoiled. So, exactly. Uh, so you I don't are... want to see anything that's going on before I get to play that game. So I'm worried about going uh, going to... to, to uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing something with OK Games, basically. Hopefully. I don't want to, like, you know jinx myself um and hopefully I'll, I'll still be able to get back for it um but yeah i'm, I'm gonna be recording something with the, those guys and I, i'm worried getting to josh's house he's gonna be sitting there playing it and i'm gonna be like no 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 as i walk in so um, can resi- no one can resist it no one oh, can resist it's so good it is so good i've been watching the anime like for persona 4 and it's just oh just you should check out the movies for persona 3 as well i i see this is the thing I'm still holding on to that thing of like, no, but I, I want to oh. play it, Kyron. I really want to play it. But at this point, I'm almost, I'm very close to jumping in and getting... You can still horrible, play it but... if you watch the movies. Like the movies, much like the Persona 4 anime, summarize the story, but there are so many things that just get can't possibly sto- fit into the movies that... You get your main story beats, basically. Yeah, exactly. And then the games have those main story beats, but also yep. all this other incredible stuff as well. Oh, yeah. No, the episode I just watched in the Persona 4 animation was um, the one where it's basically like Nanako following you around while he when does all doing, side quests. When all the side quests. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. That is so well done. I'm very impressed with how they did that. Because it was about halfway through. I'm like, what is he doing? And I'm like, I think he's doing the side quests. And it goes to like halfway through the episode. I'm like, he's doing side quests. I remember doing all of these. And um, the way they dealt with that was really, really cool. Um, I recommend you yeah. also check out uh, Persona 4 Golden, the animation. Yeah, yeah, I do want to watch that as well. It, it, it is, uh, especially considering you were telling me you didn't do any of the Marie stuff in the game. No, I didn't. So I that's didn't a good go way to, to see it. her story as well as the culmination in the fight at the end against... Uh, shoot, what's the name of the fucking Velvet Room lady in that one? Oh, Margaret. Margaret. Not Because yep. I was like, Elizabeth? No, Elizabeth is Persona 3. So yeah, Margaret. No, yeah, Margaret. And also, it sort of is framed, again, I don't know how, how intentional it was, but the very first episode, there are some things that make me think Persona 4 Golden, the animation, is sort of set in a in a world where you is in New Game Plus. Oh, okay. So he knows a lot of the stuff that's happening and is right. just packed with Personas. Right. So yeah, he's like he's got the compendium there just like whipping them out like no one's business. So again, I'm not sure if that was intentional. But uh, yep. it was very cool if that's what they were going for. Oh, okay. So this is basically what you're going to get for the next probably four or five weeks. Yeah, so... Dialogue options. So strap in, guys. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Get get ready to get pretty trendy because... <laughs> we are... Oh, I'm so, I'm so ready. Anyway, uh, I only played one thing this week. Um, It's not going to take me long to sort of get into it. Uh, it's a mobile game. Surprise, surprise. Um that I actually heard about from uh, Lauren over at OK Games. Uh, she was talking about it on one of their episodes. It's a game called Catomic. Um, it's a little mobile game. It's free to play with um, in-app purchases to make it unlock the full free game. The full free game. The full game. Um, and basically, it's like a match three game. Again, surprise, surprise for Joel. Um, no, I know, right? It's a mobile game. Shocked. It's a match three puzzler. What a fucking surprise! Um, but no, it's it's really cool. It, it involves cats and owls, so I was instantly on board. 
Um, basically, the whole premise is you're trying you you're trying to build up cats to send them to space. Basically, you start off with like a a blimp, and you you fly the blimp across the top of the screen by make, making matches and stuff. Basically, you match three things together and it'll make something else. Okay, it's very similar to a game I played called um, I think it was called Triple Town from memory, um, which is another same sort of thing. It's like you have like if you match three trees together, then you make a house. And if you match three houses together, it makes like a church. And then like you can build your city up that way. Um, same thing, but with cats and owls. Uh, so like if you match three bottles of milk together, it makes a little cat in a basket. If you match three of them together, it makes like a school cat. If you match three school cats together, it makes a school. If you match three schools together, it makes a, 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 a business center. Um, so this is helping like me that. understand how the world works as well. Exactly, yeah, it's educational, it's cool. Important life lessons. Um, I, don't, I only have two cats, though, so... Ah, uh, yeah, so I only have two cats as well, so... See, that's, yeah. why, we're, that's why we're where we are, man. We've got to get that yeah. third cat and... And then we'll them, level up. Stick them we, together. We get, we get the house, then. That's what we get. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what, we're, that's what we're missing. That third cat. Oh, see, see, our, our friend Ben has three cats. Damn it. Duh, he's almost there. Motherfucker. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's really cool. It's lots of fun. Um, it's very addicting. I've been playing it quite a lot while I've been watching like podcasts and things. So um, and Persona, uh, and, and Persona. Yeah. I, although when I'm watching Persona, I'm actually watching it. Um, so unless it's like an episode where I'm like, oh, I remember this part of the game, so I, I'm I'm I can sort of tune out a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. So it's I think it's like a dollar forty nine to unlock the full game, but there is. There's a really cool th- a feature in it. Uh, it it's an, by an Australian developer. It is by, I think it's On2. I think it's the name of him. Let me look. On5. There we are. On to the power of five. Uh, it is. Um, yeah. Cats go into deep space as owls build atomic power plants is the tagline to the game. Um, and yeah, so you can unlock the full game for $1.49. But there's a really cool thing. If you get to a certain point in the game and you, you create something by matching something together, you get like a little letter. And it basically gives you the option to put in your details and the developer will send you a hand-drawn postcard, basically, in the oh, mail. Wow. A personalized one um, with some a few little goodies with it as well, from what I hear. Um, I did that. So I'm waiting on my I'm waiting on my postcard. Hopefully it'll arrive this week. You'll have to report back. I will, I will. Lauren got hers last week, I saw. She posted a photo on Facebook, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, it's really good. The art style's really, really, really adorable as well. Um, I don't think there's really any music in it, so you don't have to worry about playing it with sound on. Um, but yeah, you're flying the cat's cross, so once once the blimp reaches the end, you um, you basically, it gives you a little blurb about the, the right cats, basically, take to the skies, and it's like a little plane. You're trying to build, like, a, an airport. Once you build the airport... Or like a little barn, sorry. Once you build the barn, you put that on the map. You've got a ca- it counts down from like ninety nine, so it's like ninety nine turns. Once it gets to the bottom of that, um, they bust out and then they start. They appear at the top of the screen. You've got to try and fly them across. Then once you do that, you unlock the cat airlines, and so they 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 they've created like uh, airline domestic and international travel. So you make your little airport and then you go from there. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, I've gotten nowhere near close to space. I don't think yet. Uh, I have set space is hard, man. It is. It's really tough. I mean, you got to go through. You got to go through the proper channels to get there. Yeah, it's, um, it's really far up. <laughs> uh, I have set out a little bit of a challenge to uh to the OK Games crew, specifically Lauren. I think there were some words that were said, 
So, you know, we'll see how we go. I've been taking screenshots on my screen of my uh, my high scores. So, you know, we'll see how we go. Might bust them out. We'll see how we feel. <laughs> how I, if I want to start something. You must represent um, us well. <laughs> pressure's on. Uh, yeah, that's that's literally all I've played this week. I, before, I was playing a little bit more of um, Everybody's Golf or Hot Shots Golf, if you're in from, I think, like North America, I think is what it was called over there on my Vita. I tend to go back to that every now and then because it's really fun. And I, oh, I, I'm weird because I like golf games. Um, like I really like golf games. I love mini golf in term in just in general, which is a mini golf bar opening up. That's a part of like my, the company that owns my work. So you have to come down. We have to go drink awesome cocktails and play mini golf. But um, yeah, so that, that's, that's my week. That's all I've really done. Nothing really exciting at all. A calm before the storm, Joel. I know, yeah, before before I play nothing, but... Oh, boy. All right. I have waffled on for long enough. Shall we do some news? Let's see. We'll take a, a nice bite out of some news just stories. A bit, just a little bit of a bit of a selection. Thankfully, it wasn't too bad this week. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, but, yeah, so piggybacking off last week's... Um, announcement of a leaked announcement of destiny 2 uh bungie literally after we finished recording last week i was on twitter and the bungie's twitter page and the destiny twitter page changed to like the the two logo yeah like, oh, okay, cool <laughs> there we go it's it's official official now cats um, out of the bag fuck it <laughs> yeah exactly uh and they released a short teaser with uh cade six voiced by nathan fillion which was very funny him and i uh, like destroyed bar um, telling the stories like his old sort of war stories, uh, and then getting up and going back to join the fight, and realizing that he was not talking to any of his old buddies, but he was talking to a janitor robot um, who sort of gives him a blank look. Uh, and then yeah, so promising the full release trailer, like the reveal trailer on uh, on the Thursday. Uh, then that trailer went live, uh, and must say it was pretty good. I'm very excited for Destiny 2. I actually, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty on board. That trailer was very good. It was a good mix of, of, quote unquote, seriousness and and humor that we saw. Well, the humor that we saw in that that little teaser, um, carried through. Um, and I've watched the trailer a couple of times now, and I, I must admit, I really enjoy watching it. It it gets me excited to get back there, especially considering I skipped Rise of Iron. So, um, yeah, um. It, the only problem I had with the, the full like uh, trailer reveal was it reminded me how much I hate my advisor. Yeah, because I'm like, oh hey, here's my guy. Why can't I have Cade Six? I know, I know, because we both picked the same class, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we're, we're both, Titans. We're both Titans, yeah. Because Sunbros. Yeah, being um, Sunbro is cool, but it is cool. Fillion? But Nathan Fillion is also really cool, and also because Bungie seem to have realized they're like, oh hey, we have Nathan Fillion. Let's give him dialogue. What's oh jeez? Yeah, exactly. And give him funny dialogue because his comedy is a very big strong point. He, for that he delivers it so well. He's so good. At I, that I love the stuff. way he was giving the speech and like didn't even name, know the name of the baddie. Oh, that's my favorite part. Gary, and his name is Gary. G- Gus. It starts with a G. G. That's uh yeah, and the end part as well. It's like it's like oh, you the- will stand with me or you will perish, and then no one's like. Oh, Yay! Oh, seriously, guys? <laughs> also, there will be a ton of loot! And it's like, yeah, that's what we're here for. See, that's cool. I, 
I know why it shows both sides because it's like, look, they they play off each other very well. Yeah. But also, I feel like the, the Nathan Fillion side of that trailer gets what Destiny is about. Yeah. Oh man, Luke Cave. Luke Cave. Ripping. Never piece, forget. Luke Cave. Never forget. Yeah. Um, I've spent many a many a. Oh nice yeah. Time. Just standing I- there. Shooting into a cave with like four or five other guardians. Do you know what I hope this time, Karen? I hope we can actually get a full raid team together, and I, uh, and I hope go so. to a raid. That I would hope be so. Nice. I would like to raid like at all. The King's um, Fall raid that I saw was really uh, fun mm, and challenging. Um, yeah, that's what I. Mm, I feel like we've got a good time. We've got a good chance this time because we've. Got a few more people that are playing online games with us now. And if you're listening out there and you want to play games with us, add us on our PSNs. Just send us a message or an email and ask us for our PSNs. Or we should even probably... Maybe I'll put mine in my Twitter bio. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think I post mine frequently. Regardless, like, my Twitter tag is my my ID. <laughs> actually, so is mine. Yeah, actually, mine, <laughs> my Twitter handle's the same. Um, yeah, so it's just Jolly Mac. So, um, yeah, add us. We'll play... We'll We'll, I'll play some Destiny 2 with you. Um, we're not. I'm not very good. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to promise quality. Yeah, I didn't want to lump you into that then. I didn't want to say that we were both really oh, bad, God, but I was no, like, I'll like... wait for you to, I waited for you to say, like, your, uh, assess your ability level. But In the rave that I was a part of, like, oh, God, I did so badly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, so uh, along with the trailer, I uh, announced the, uh, the date, which is September 8th. It's coming out this year to... The PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and, which I know a lot of people are very excited for, PC, finally. Finally. Um, yeah, which is it's good. That's really good. Very exciting. Um, I know it doesn't affect me because I, I have a, a a little laptop that does that does my podcasting, and it's very good, and I love it, but it, it, it would probably melt if I tried to install Destiny 2. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's really good for a lot of people out there that are... The two wished to jump in on Destiny and would have really enjoyed Destiny, I, I assume, but uh, only had their PCs to play on. So, it the only disappointing thing is Sony is continuing the train from Destiny One, where will be there'll be exclusive content for PS4 up until yep. 2018. Which yep. again, based off Destiny One, leads me to assume like uh, weapons and armor. There'll be like some exclusive sets there and yep. like exclusive strikes, which sucks. Yep. Yeah, it does suck. It does suck. I mean, it's good for us because we have PlayStation Fours, but like, yeah, I know. Yeah, for, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a it's not a good look, really. No, nah. well, especially it in suck. original Destiny, where like there'd be like a strike, and yeah. you're like, oh, I want to play the other strike. Ah, uh, sorry, that's nah. only for Sony users for now. You have to yeah. wait another year. Exactly, and by that time, there was like. A million other things to do by then. Exactly. It, it was frustrating to be locked out of something that was essentially on disc. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. waiting for the, for it to come out, which sucks. Yeah. So, again, they haven't completely, like, hashed out how that's going to work, so maybe they'll be different this time. But, yeah, the Destiny 1 situation was pretty shady. I hope so. And I really hope that, I really hope that Destiny 2 at launch has stuff. Oh, it had better have <laughs> stuff. Because I'm not fucking beta testing again. That's That's... I'm very, I'm very grateful for Destiny as a whole because it's the reason I got my PlayStation Four. As weird as that sounds, um, it's the reason my wife basically like paid for most of my PlayStation Four for my for my birthday and Christmas, which I'm very, very grateful for. But it was so I could play Destiny with you guys. 
I still um, remember our, our like, 2 a.m. Destiny sessions. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. It was the best. Like, because we both finished working at, like, midnight. We'd come yeah. home and go, all right, let's bust out some Destiny and play till like, 4 in the morning. It was awesome. Exactly. So, Those I'm excited. Those first two weeks were so good, yeah. And I, I think it's also going to be good to see what they can do without the, like, old hardware. Yes. Holding them back. That was the that was the big thing. And, um, and also, too, like narrative wise like because i mean there was in the rumors it was all about like or i think it got a, a confirmed that like none of your loot and stuff would carry over it from destiny one but narrative wise it seems to make sense because the it towers does. the towers gotten blown up it's it's it doesn't exist anymore it got but taken why can't i be my same guardian <laughs> yeah okay unless That's... unless again with the i don't i'm not gonna sit here and claim to know the destiny law inside out but I, I can't help but think that some of the the guardian stuff is tied to the traveler. So maybe the traveler's gone haywire or something. I don't know. Well, the traveler, like the the logo is like the the tra- for like the cover art basically or whatever the 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 logo for Destiny Two is like the traveler looks like it's on fire as yeah, well. So maybe that's why so, I don't know. I, mean, I also yeah. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna miss my guardian because yeah it's, they it's, were just a, they were just a thing in armor really yeah. I will miss my I will miss my uh my all my emotes that I bought, but you know, that's fine. But there'll be that's new okay. emotes. Exactly. Yeah, new loot. Give it to me. Um yeah, it's just I don't know, there's something about Destiny that was just that was just fun. I think it's just the fact that like we were talking about this the other night that that like Bungie know how to make they know how to do they know how to do shooters well. Shooting in Destiny is so satisfying. It's, and you yeah. you're always doing something cool. Exactly, like traversing as well was really fun. Like, yeah, and the enemies were laid out just well enough that you just yeah. there was always something to shoot at. And that's the thing, like, it, like I like grinding in that, like, still felt like grinding, obviously, but it was still fun. Like, I had no issue spending hours shooting into that loot cave. Oh god, yeah, like it was even just, though it was, you're just standing there, just pulling your yeah. trigger. It was almost therapeutic. Like it was just, it had this sort of like cathartic nature to it where it's just like ah oh, yes I, I feel you always felt just good enough yeah even when the game was punishing you you still felt yeah like you said like a badasses the shooting was so good in that game and that's why i'm yeah. excited to see what they can do with a sequel like a full yeah. sequel yeah uh if you are excited there are the collector's editions and things like that out there as well that have a stack of uh loots and and in-game loot and real life loot and things like that uh also if you pre-order it gets you access to the beta um, to the closed beta. There is going to be an open beta, I think I read somewhere. Um, so, there probably will be. Yeah, I would be very... Because they did the same thing for, for Destiny as well. Yeah, well, because Destiny, they had the alpha, which I still can't believe I got into. And Ben had the <laughs> yeah. beta. That's right, you did too. Um, maybe if anyone listens out there has contacts at Bungie if you wanted to get us <laughs> some beta codes, that would be really cool. <laughs> um, hey, I'm just, I, I'm trying to just... It's it's content, Karen. It's content. <laughs> content. We need to be able to re- report on these things. Got to throw the word out there. Oh, boy. Uh, this next one's all about you. Yeah, is there any other Destiny 2 you wanted to wrap up on? No. Like, again, I'm just excited to see what Destiny 2 will look like in a world where mm-hmm. they don't have to cater to PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah. It's and I think great that's what the problem that Destiny was. came out on those platforms. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the stuff that got added in that sort of that, that like the House of Wolves expansion and that, those those things, I think they oh. were originally supposed to be a part of that game, but because of the restraints that they had to, like, old hardware, I think that's what brought them down. Yeah. Like, I, I can't say that for sure, but, like, 
if you look at it like logistically, that makes sense. You go, yeah, well, if we're having to develop for these old consoles, but also these new consoles that are both completely different beasts, like, um, well, I mean, like the 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 PlayStation Three apparently was always notoriously noted as being hard to develop for. So yeah, oh my god, the cell processor. Mm, so I mean, having to not worry about that seems to be good. Yeah, excited. So September 8th, I think, from memory. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go for that. We might be done with Persona 5 by then. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, like our like third or fourth playthrough. Um, cool. This next one's all on you, Karen, because I haven't actually checked it out yet since it came out. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this week, Nintendo released a patch for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Awesome. Its patch notes give you nothing to go off. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you want to look them up and read them, you can. You will not find any answers there. Yep, uh, makes sense. The general takeaway seems to be improvement in game performance, most particularly the areas where the frame rate would just crash hard. So yeah. I decided, I'm like, well, I don't know. The patch notes don't exactly say that, so I'll check it out myself. I don't want to sit here and talk about it and be like, no, people said it was true. But I I booted yeah. it up and I ran around Korok Forest. It's not a spoiler. It's a forest. It's called Korok Forest. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it absolutely felt smoother. Like there still was some frame dipping, but... And that was you... one of the places that was pretty pretty that, bad for that it. That was yeah. the notorious one. Like yeah. it was like... And especially that hurts because of what happens in that area. Yeah. It's a special <laughs> area. I and mean, the game Same just crushes yeah. when you... Yeah. It's just rough. But now it's much better. So it's very cool. And it, it also just it makes me feel happy to know that Nintendo is going to work on like, you know, patching this game going forward. Yeah. Cause Nintendo like performance patches haven't really ever been a thing they've had to do. I don't think. No. Or they've never had the capability to do really exactly. up until like, I mean, I suppose you could, they, they could have done it for the, they did it for the Wii, but not really that much, but the Wii U is where they really started like, doing out like dishing out patches for games yeah and, and like even that. then like more often than not the patches that they did would generally add content yeah so it's it's honestly really nice to see them just just polishing it just That's doing good. stability yeah and it's good to, to, for them to polish this game i think they understand how much well, obviously they do I, I can't imagine them just being like yeah it's older we don't really care yeah but it's fine yeah I, like there's obviously you can feel the love and care that is put into that game when you play it so it's nice to see them touching it up and just giving it a nice spit polish and it's just it's just nice to be able to you know enjoy being in Korok Forest now yeah I actually I might go back and have a look at that tomorrow once I finish yeah it should have auto downloaded for you yeah I'm like yeah I'll go back and jump in and have a look around that's nice it's good so yeah that's it's not a huge story but it's exciting yeah and it's It's just good to see yeah yeah, Zelda running better is important yeah absolutely especially for people that like you know might be getting like their their switches in the second shipments that are coming now, I think. Yeah, I think April was when yeah, this, April, the new so, shipment's coming. Um, yeah, so like, for those people who are going to pick it up, they're going to be able to not have to deal with the, the issues that we dealt with, which weren't entirely game-breaking, but they were a little bit, like, you know, immersion-breaking. I mean... Like you said, the stuff that happens in Korok Forest, yeah, it's particularly, bad. yeah. It's it's not good for what, what happens there, but... Um, but, yeah... That's I never had any news. like crashes or lockups or anything, which is good. Yeah, just, like, just I had frame a couple issues. Of free- yeah, I had a couple of freezes, and that was about it. Like the um, the notorious like uh, 
like killing an enemy freeze where it's sort of like freeze for like a second and then you're like all right now i'm back in it it's okay um but yeah good news good news all around next one's all yours joel oh yeah Kyron. i was just like i was like i'm just making sure that you're all wrapped up and then i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll jump into this one uh i am super excited for this because uh, not only did we get a, t- a, t- a trailer or two trailers technically for Destiny 2, we also got our first full-length trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series. Uh, and i tell you what, I'm pretty excited for it. I'm very excited for it. Um, the first episode's called uh, Wrapped Up in Blue, I think, from memory. Um, yeah, the, season, the, the first episode comes out on... Two weeks away, April 16th, I think it launches. Um, and I'm very excited to get hands on with it. Um, a lot of people I've noticed have seen saying, have been saying that it doesn't feel like it has the same sort of magic and stuff as the movies, which, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, the, the, the jokes did feel a little, little naff, but like, I kind of liked that. Um, it definitely reminded me a lot of Tales from the Borderlands. Um, and also, Shout out to the, the 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 song at the end of the trailer, which is uh, um, "Stand by Your Man" by uh, by Susie Quattro, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, Susie Quattro, that's awesome!" Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it looks really good. Uh, I like the character designs. I like that they're a little bit different to the movie, but they're still they're still familiar enough that people who really only know it from the movie or whatever will be like, "Oh, cool, yeah, that's Star Lord, that's Groot, that's Rocket," like you know. Um, the voice acting sounds really good. Uh, I really like that. But I like the little snippet I got of uh, Nolan North as Rocket. That was good. I'm excited to hear him as Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I find it interesting that it seems like it's dealing with Thanos as well. Yeah, like straight out the gate. It's, um, yeah. And uh, what's his line he has? It's like, you know, Guardian, show me how you die. And I'm like, yes. Oh, Thanos um, so, will do stuff in a Telltale game before it does anything in a Marvel movie. I know, right? <laughs> hey, he's on his way. He's, he's getting there. He's about to. He's about to fuck some shit up. I think if, Thor. If, Ragnar- if you want to get something done, you've got to do it yourself. It, it, I think Thor Ragnarok at the absolute latest will see something, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him pop up again a he little has bit more to, prominently in Guardians Two. So he has to pop up, pop up at some point, right? Yeah, in surely. In, yeah. Oh well, that's getting real close as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the week after the first episode of the game comes out. Oh so, my god! Yep, <laughs> so much. So I stuff. get to play. I get to play the first episode, then I get to go see Volume Two. Oh god! Then I get to listen to the soundtrack on repeat. I alternate between that and Persona Five soundtrack. That'll be that'll be my listening habits for like the next six months. So, so I sad. have to I have to bring it up. I have to cross yep. my fingers. I have to cross your fingers mm-hmm. that the game is going to run okay. It looks like it does, but I know it's a trailer. Um, I've heard mixed things about Walking Dead Season 3. And I did play Batman last year, and it was not great sometimes. See, but I think think Walking Dead Season 3 was the the part where that... That that was the game that they started to tweak the engine a bit more. More so than Batman, I think. I think Batman was still running on the old tech, so... I mean, I'm I'm, I'm hoping it's better, but... I hope so too. Like the animations look really good. Um, the character models look really different. They don't look as cell. Sh- they don't look really cell shaded, which is really funny that they decided that for the comic book movie 
adaptation that they didn't go for the cell shaded look. Well, I think is... I think if you look at the character choice and the design choice and when it's coming out compared to the movie, like yeah. there's you know there's some there's some stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm yeah. I'm really excited to be able to play and. Are we going to be playing as all the different Guardians, or are we going to be playing as just a Star Lord, or is each episode going to be about like a different Guardian? Oh, that'd be so cool! I'm um I'm really excited. I just I I love trailers for anything Guardians of the Galaxy related because I always know I'm going to get reminded of a song that I heard from when I was a kid that I really liked. Uh, I'm always going to get like some kind of really cool one liner, and I'm going to get some cool action sequences uh, and i got all three of those things with this trailer so thumbs up from me i mean i was I'm already excited. in i was already in like i was i almost pre-ordered it the other day on the psn i'm it's not like, it's like I'm, yeah i'm not sure if i'm gonna get it day one because i've just i've been finding with episodic games i've been enjoying them more when they're finished yep no fair enough. i don't know like I do also. I do like Guardians. <laughs> so. Yeah. See, I, I think I think I'm going to take the plunge on this one, and and probably because I think at the moment if you pre-order it as well, PlayStation Plus gets a discount as well. I think it's like twenty two yeah. bucks for the season. There's a discount on it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like twenty two, twenty three dollars for the whole season. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's a good deal. All right. Um, because I'm gonna play that game. Like, I haven't been this excited for a, a Telltale game since Tales from the Borderlands. And I mean, that took me like two years to finish, but, um. I finally did finish it because I had a PC copy of it and I had to go back and play on my laptop. But uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to bring that up because I fucking love Guardians of the Galaxy so much. I saw that movie like five times at the cinemas. Like I I went, anytime someone was like, oh, I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy yet, I'd be like dragging them in the car going, we're going to the movies. <laughs> we're off to see Guardians. And it's like a fun fist, movie. fist pumping at the end, like, you know, when like... um. Ronan's like getting destroyed. He's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "We're the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy." And I was like, yes! like fist pumping, and screaming to myself. Yeah, I like Guardians of the Galaxy a lot. It's very, it's a very me franchise. It's a very Joel franchise. Um, cool. Alrighty, shall we? Uh, shall we round this one out with our our last little topic? Uh, I guess we should because. Yeah. What what fell upon this weekend, Joel? It was, apart from a whole bunch of terrible shit that I had to deal with, uh, it was also April Fool's. Good old enough. April Fool's Day. Um, I, look, a lot of people don't like April Fool's Day and, and, and the April Fool's Day jokes that go with it. Um, I kind of like them. I, I don't know, for the most part anyway. Because um, they're usually just harmless and they're usually good fun. And they usually give, they usually raise at least a chuckle out of me, um, for the most part. But I thought it'd be good to, well, we thought it'd be good to bring up like our, um, like what we thought about the the the, the practical jokes that came out of this year. Maybe well, yeah, because the... we got we got treated to an amazing April Fool's joke. Yeah, yeah, a new episode of Rick and Morty. We did. That's like, oh my god, yes, that's right. Of, of, oh my god! I still can't believe that it. it was a thing that I watched. But then it happened, and you go, "Of course they did that." Of, of course. course, it's of it's, course. Adult Swim and Rick and Morty did that. Like fucking oh. yeah, yeah. So they basically put it up as a live stream. They they were streaming every twenty three minutes on their website, and I think on Cardi Network as well. 
was playing it every twenty three twenty three minutes. They were playing nothing else but that episode of Rick and Morty until um, the end of yeah April first uh, American time. Yeah, at midnight it was. Yeah, Holy midnight. Crap. Um, and uh, yeah, we both watched the episode before. It was really good. It's um, a it's a good episode. It's a really good episode, especially considering the ending of season two. Um, which we won't go into much here because if you haven't watched Rick and Morty, go, fucking go watch Rick and Morty. It's so it's, good. It's, it's on Netflix of, and it's so good. It's a show that I put uh, it's sort of in a similar league with BoJack Horseman where yeah. I'll be laughing hard at a good joke and then some, the scene will change and then I'm just heartbroken because oh, something yeah. horrible has happened. Absolutely. I, that show, I, I re- that show is super real. I rewatched the uh, the Unity episode recently. Oh, that was that was the one I was thinking of. Oh, oh my geez. god, the ending of that Unity episode is just that's real. That episode just devastating. And I read a theory about that. I think was it you put it in the chat or someone put it in our chat? Oh, I'm not sure. There was a theory about okay, just a very brief spoilers here <laughs> about a, a certain episode from season one of Rick and Morty. But um, the the stuff that he was using was intended not just to kill himself was intended to kill every other iteration of Rick throughout all the universes. And I was like, oh my God, that's just like an extra layer of fucking craziness on top of it. I love that show. I can't remember the exact thing. I'll try and find the article and and, and send it to you. But yeah, apparently that's that's the theory that that he was not just trying to kill just himself in that universe. He's trying to get a raise all Ricks from existence. Well, I mean, uh, um, a lot of Ricks... Wow! Yeah, <laughs> that also happened as well. Um, uh, anyway, we we shouldn't talk too much about that now. But go no. go watch it. Go watch Rick and Morty. Yeah, if you, yeah, go watch Rick and Morty. And if you you've already watched Rick and Morty and you haven't seen the new episode, you can find it. Some people have it on their Facebook pages. Um, at this moment, it's not on the official sites. I um, I found it on YouTube. Oh, really? Okay. It's probably been pulled down now. But I I caught one that had been uploaded like two hours ago, and it was legitimate. Yep, it was funny. It was good. Um, if you if you hunt around enough, you'll find it. Like I, it might, might take you a little bit, but it uh, won't take you too long to find something. You'll stumble across it. Check check like Rick and Morty groups on Facebook. They've been pretty f- fine with like just posting yep. a link on. Watch it here. <laughs> yep, they've been smashing them out. But uh, the the video game industry definitely likes to get behind uh, April Fool's Day for better or worse, I guess. But um, I like I said, I really like them. So, um. I mean, the most obvious one that you might have seen that neither of us neither of us ended up playing was um, Google Maps. Basically, turned Google Maps into Ms. Pac-Man, which Classic. is kind of cool. Yep, I think they did it a few years ago with just like regular Pac-Man, um, which is really cool. Um, but Karen, do you have a favorite that you saw throughout the day? I mean, okay, so when you say favorite, Joel, or one that stuck out particularly to you, and yes. the one I'm going to pick, I. I don't hate it, okay? I just want to be clear no. about that. But no. it does hurt a little bit. Oh, yes. Uh, one of the the pranks that came out over the weekend was a new Fire Emblem game, Joel. Yep. Called Fire Emblem Battle of Revolution, which promised to be like an old-school 8-bit Fire Emblem for Nintendo Switch and 3DS. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was a hoax. But, uh, yep. I really want that game, Joel. <laughs> yep, no. Well, here's the thing. So, April Fool's Day is all well well and good, and it's all really fun, but uh, as has been evident with certain things over the past, and I was trying to think of, there was one prominent one, but I can't remember of it. 
if I if you can remember the April Fool's Day uh, joke that became real that was quite prominent. It was something that I actually really enjoyed and was like, man, I wish this was real. And then it was actually real. I think it was DLC for something. I remember what it was. It was Saints Row Four. Saints Row Four was basically the spawn of uh, the Saints Row Three DLC that entered the dominate domin- dominatrix. Um, oh, DLC yeah. That, and, then yeah. It, and then that was too big, so they made yeah. a new game. That's right. Yeah, it was an April Fool's Day joke, then they started developing it because they thought it was actually a really good idea, and then they started getting a bit too big with it, and so they made it into a full game, which became Saints Row 4. Um, you can, when you play Saints Row 4, you can kind of tell it was DLC. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's like, it's more of the same. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is good because it's still really fun, but uh, yeah. So that was um, that was probably the biggest one for me. Again, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, ha, 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 oh, I want that. <laughs> but that's the thing. I feel like companies do sometimes, you know, use this as a like a testing ground where they go, we'll just put this idea out there and see if people are like, that's really funny, but also it sucks because I actually want that as a thing. And if they get enough feedback about that, then that might be something that becomes real. So who knows, Karen, down the track you might get oh, the Battle of Revolution. Fingers crossed. And yeah, I, it's not out of the realm of uh, possibilities. The other one I really enjoyed was the Final Fantasy fifteen one for yeah episode Kenny. Which if you've played Final Fantasy fifteen, Kenny is a I guess sort of like a mascot for a chain of of food eateries throughout the game. Right. Yep. And basically, the uh, has just a nice piece of art episode Kenny, where you would play as Kenny as you head out to collect royal salmon. And the DLC was only going to cost a low $13 million. That's pretty cheap. It's a good deal. Yeah, nice and cheap. Yeah. Square Enix would have been doing us a favor. Of course, yeah. It's a steal. Like, you know, (laughs) it's a steal for us. Um, There were some pretty cruel ones as well, like uh, Barcade VG, which is a YouTube group. They put together a sizzle reel for a Wii U virtual console on the Nintendo Switch. That hurt because it's going to happen. That one... It's, it is absolutely going to happen, and like all of those games that are pictured there are absolutely going to appear on the on the Switch at some point. Um, but yeah, I I, had, I probably the, my favorite one that I saw this year was Eight uh, Bit Bayonetta, um, oh. which has been a bit of a running joke with Sega for a while now. Um, but they finally made it, um, and it is an actual thing you can go and download on Steam. I don't know if you still can obviously because it's not April Fool's Day anymore, but um, it's basically, it has two buttons that you can jump and shoot, and it's just like a wave shooter of like enemies coming towards you and see how long you can last. Um, I played it for about five minutes, had a good old chuckle at it, but yeah, it was kind of cool, the fact that, yeah, it's 8-Bit Bayonetta, and they released it as a free game. Um, Hey, that means that Sega is still thinking of Bayonetta. And so they fucking should, because Bayonetta is awesome. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. Fucking give me more bayonetta, god damn! Um, but in our little, I did a little bit of re- we did a little bit of research while we were looking up stuff for this episode. Um, I found that uh, oh, well, for starters, too, the the creators that you um of ukulele play uh play tonic, yeah, play tonic, play tonic. Yeah, I had a mental blank then. Um, they sent out uh, a new update for the <laughs> on their Kickstarter campaign. Oh, so good. Um, and it was the ukulele rap, which is basically, uh, ukulele's version of the DK rap from DK64, um, which I fucking love. I was all, like, I'm not, I, my opinion on DK rap is known. Oh yeah. And I want to also just take this, this second to be like, I don't hate the DK rap. 
It just how could you? It can grate on me when potentially it's chosen as a song in Smash that just loops. Yeah, Donkey Kong. But I love the ukulele rap. Yeah, because a lizard and a bat. What's up with that? Yeah, and their and their friend (laughs) Trouser. Yeah. It's oh my god! I'm so, so good. It helps that I'm also incredibly pumped for that game, and I, oh, it's like oh yeah, it's like two weeks away. That's yeah. I say I'm, I'm. I think I've I've made a wise choice by choosing the Switch version. I've got that's coming later down the track for me, so I can play that later. I don't have to worry about having the stress of trying to juggle that and Persona Five. Um, but other the other one that I found that was actually really interesting. Um, so uh, BlizzCon this year, if you can't afford a virtual ticket. Uh, or to go to BlizzCon in person, uh, Blizzard's got your back. Uh, You can now experience BlizzCon for free via the BlizzCon Textual Attendance, uh, which is basically a choose-your-own-adventure of an experience at BlizzCon. Uh, And I had a quick click through it before, and it's very funny. I'm actually going to go back through and have a look at the rest of the endings and things as well that you can find. Um... Yeah, this is a simple little thing. I thought it was really fun. Uh, but yeah, they're probably my favourite ones, I think, from this year. I'm trying to think what else there was. The Rocket League one was pretty funny. I was going to say, I can't believe I forgot to bring it up, but on the same vein as the 15 one, the 16-bit spin-off of Final Fantasy fourteen. they got a trailer, Final Fantasy Tactics Alexander, another game oh, that's I right. desperately want to exist, please. Uh, gorgeous. It looked amazing. I'm like, ah, oh, oh. See, that's Fools. the thing, though. Like, <laughs> it, it, yeah, if they, if they, if they give you like a, if they give you like a couple of screenshots of something like this, and you go, all right, cool. That that's screenshots are easy to make up. But if they're giving you a trailer, I don't know. I feel like they've 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 got something in the they've got something there that they can just go. Ah, oh, we'll just chuck this out and see if anyone likes it. And if anyone likes it, they can eventually develop it down the track. Like it, it has happened before. I mean, oh, yeah. Blizzard again doing a little bit of research before. Apparently, um, Pandaria was was a uh, Blizzard uh, April Fool's Day joke in two thousand and two, and now it's in, like Mr. Pandora is, or Pandera is a is an entire expansion of World of Warcraft. So who knows? You never know, Karen. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I think the last one I wanted to, to touch on was uh, City Project Red had a very, very funny picture of a statue that they were, quote-unquote, creating, um, which uh, the tweet just says, Our consumer business analysis and RNG divisions are thrilled to announce a new, unique, and exclusively limited figurine of Geralt. Or Geralt. Uh, it's basically the classic Geralt in the bath, um, but as a, <laughs> a scaled figure. Um, which is hilarious, but I also know people who probably want that. So Again, yeah, I, I could see that becoming a re- a real thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I even if it's like a very limited thing, or like a, they do it as like a giveaway, they make like one or two and give them away. That'd yeah. be awesome. Because um, yeah, it looks hilarious. Just get out, kick him back, having a bath. He is well known for enjoying his baths. In he does. Series. He loves his baths. Yeah. You think like maybe one day he'd get a bath that could he could fit in. So maybe, but one day. He's a he's a pretty big dude. <laughs> he's pretty big. Um Oh yeah, and Pokemon got in the, on 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 the uh excitement as well. They released a, a a photo campaign for uh Machamps, which are a line of um underwear, like 
very Calvin Klein-esque, so, uh, but being modelled by Machamp himself, which is very funny. Uh, but yeah, it's always good to see like people getting in on the joke and having a bit of fun. Um, for me, and the, I know, yeah. The, for me, the big thing is like none of these are harmful. Jokes. No, no, they're all just absolutely just not. fun. They're they're jolly. Absolutely, like it's just good fun. If you don't like them, that's all well and good. But I just hate people who are like, oh, April Fool's Day again. Oh, fucking like, hate this. It's like it's not hurting you. Who Joel, cares? Like, never forget, Joel. Like over this weekend. Talking unicorns in Battlefield 1 was an actual thing. (laughs) That's right. And that is very funny. That video is very funny. That that unicorn is very pleased with himself. (laughs) He's super impressed with himself. Um, But yeah, like, uh, if you found something on on April Fool's Day that you thought was interesting, let us know. Or if you have a favorite April Fool's Day joke from previous years, because, I mean, they've been going for quite a while now. Um, oh, IGN always do really good ones as well, and their one this year was really cool. They did, um, they had a trailer for AMC's Grand Theft Auto, uh, which was starring Stephen Ogg as Trevor, who, if you know who Stephen Ogg is, is Trevor, um, which is really cool. Uh, and the trailer is really well put together. It's really interesting and really well shot, and it does look like an AMC TV show. Um, so they always put in they always put in the hard yards over at IGN for those those April Fool's Day jokes. I, I still remember the uh, the Legend of Zelda one they did. Yeah, with that live action trailer and the Harry Potter one and the Harry, the Potter, Harry Potter, one. Potter TV series. Yeah, that was really cool. They, they do, do some really cool stuff. They go all out. I guess they yeah. can afford to as well. Yeah, and it's good. It, it, it's it's great because they're always memorable. Like you know, people are always like, I wonder what IGN's going to do this year. Like it's it's that sort of you have that mentality, which is cool. Um, but yeah. Let us know if you had any April Fool's Day jokes that you found particularly funny or entertaining or soul-crushingly heartbreaking, maybe, <laughs> because you know that they won't exist. Um, but yeah. Anything else to add, Kyron? No. I, I, I'm happy to no. leave it there. Uh, April yeah. Fool's Day was fun this weekend. It was fun. I had, I had a good time. Gave me a good laugh. Much better than the laugh. Like, it's easy. Like, so yeah, I... I just don't like it when April Fool's jokes are mean, but these were all yeah, just exactly. fun. Exactly. When things become like, you know, when they're not pranks, when they're jokes, I think that's when they become oh. pranks, that's when they can hurt people. Like the, um, the swapping with the Zelda subreddit and the Horizon subreddit. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, that was very good. It was a good thing, especially considering those two games have been widely connected to each other by people comparing them. Yeah. Um, not unfairly, I guess. Like you know, they both came out at the same. They both came out the same day. They both came out and had similar elements to them. So, you know, but they're obviously two completely different beasts. And they're they're both also both incredible as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, from what we've heard of Horizon Zero Dawn, we can't really speak for actually playing it, but like everything I've heard has been amazing. So I'm looking forward to playing it. Oh uh, boy, <laughs> yeah, one day. Fuck. Um. <laughs> Kyron, do you want to wrap this bad boy up? Sure thing. In our pre-Persona 5, final pre-Persona 5 episode? Prepare yourself for Persona, yeah. because honestly, I I held a copy in my hand on Friday. Oh, you sent me that photo, Kyron, and, and I was so sad. It, it felt so nice, mm. but then I had to put it back in a cage and lock it up, and I was just like, oh, Tuesday, like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> please be here. That's why I, I was really excited, like leading up to Friday, going to see Twenty One Pilots. I'm like, they're like a really great band. I really enjoy them, um, and it was great to have a, like an, a night out in the town with my wife. And we've had the tickets for ages. Like we, we bought them the middle of last year, um, and so I was super excited for that. But in the back of my mind, I'm like. I could skip it to go to Tuesday so I could play Persona. I probably would. I like, just, I just want to play Persona. That's all I'm thinking I, I, about. I kind of but granted, again, the show was great. And oh it was yeah, awesome. Had a great night. It was very, very good. Like I'm, I feel like I'm underselling it. It was super impressive how well they performed. Um, but yeah, it's Persona. I'm so excited. It's technically, Joel. it's I'm technically so tomorrow excited. from when we're recording. Oh. it's technically tomorrow. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. Anyway, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this is actually our, our 40th episode, I'm pretty sure, Joel. 40th. We're getting, we're getting up, up there. there. We're getting up there. I mean, we had a couple of weeks off, so we, we're probably getting pretty close to our one-year anniversary. Still oh, no idea. I mean, we know that our year will be around E3 because that's when we started. Yeah, exactly. But still no idea what we're going to do for it. I know yeah, I keep I know, saying I know, that. I really man. should stop saying that. We just want, I just want E3 to be here. I'm excited. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you uh, want to catch us on the social medias, you can find us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. You can like us on Facebook. Just search for Dialogue Options there. Or you can even send us an email, dialogueoptions at gmail.com. You can tell us a game we should play. Or you could, again, like any April Fool's jokes that sort out to you that we didn't talk about then hey like absolutely i always want to know more stuff and i also want to have more games to play because i already don't have enough that i haven't played exactly yeah just add to my my pile of shame i dare you also please let us know who is the the the, the best like romantic character in persona 4 and oh, why Joel. is it Rise? no and why is it Rise? and it's, it's yuki it's yukiko that's your homework for this week why is it Rise? why is it yukiko <laughs> who who is who is the girl of choice for Persona Five? I don't know if you, Joel. I like. I don't know because I don't know any of the characters. That's the thing. I, I, I. From the intro video, I'm like, hacker girl. I'm leaning towards hacker girl. Hacker girl seems kind of cool. I just want to hang out with Morgana though, because yeah, but you can't romance the cat. I know, but I just want to be friends with them. That's I just want to. want to be, but it's gonna be like the relationship I had with Yosuke. Because Yosuke couldn't romance him, but he was like my bro, <laughs> and I enjoyed spending time with him. Yeah, uh, Futaba Sakura is the is the hacker girl. Okay, I'm I'm, de- yeah, I'm inclined. I was le- I've been leaning towards her since she popped up in the trailers. She's pretty rad. I do like she's, it. She's, she's my seems, favorite part. One of my favorite parts in that trailer. She seems very cool. That intro video, yeah. Um, oh. Again, here we are on on Persona. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Sorry, so I sidetracked. So I just wanted to throw that. I just wanted to. I just wanted to start some shit before we ended the oh, podcast. Oh, you're successful, but you know the answer is Yukiko. <laughs> well, sorry, you mispronounced reset. No, I, I didn't. It's you. No, you did. God damn it! God damn it, Joel. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, I should say, and find out why Yukiko is the best Persona Four girl, then you can find me at Lemon X. Or if you'd like to follow Joel, then he can tell you how wrong he is. You can find him. <laughs> At Jolly Mac, you gave him um, his power, Joel. Was I know, your mistake? Right. <laughs> I know I, that was a mistake. Uh, um, but until next week, when we 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 bring the Persona Love, we'll let our wonderful theme song "Strike Witches Get Bitches" by Azure Flux take mm-hmm. us out, and uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Wait, see you. You'll hear us next week. Yeah, 
we might see you next week if I know you'll, you. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear us next week squealing with delight over Persona 5. <laughs> you um, certainly will. Yes. Can't wait. Good God. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>